Welcome to the Broken Sun. Black Lives Matter. I should hope that's obvious from the content of this show, but if not, I just want to make sure that it is said, Black Lives Matter. Police violence and police brutality, especially towards black people, not just in the United States, but around the world, is unacceptable. And if the police are unable or unwilling to behave properly, then we should get rid of them. If you can't join the protests, and many of us can't for a variety of reasons, please find something that you can do to help in these times. If you look on our Twitter account at Broken Sun RPG, we have been retweeting calls to sign petitions, donate to bail funds, and donate directly to black people in need. Please find what you can do and help out, because black lives matter, and all lives can't matter until black lives do. Welcome back, folks, to Spectres of a Broken Sun, the second season of our actual play anthology podcast, Stories of a Broken Sun. I'm Matt, my pronouns are he and him, and I'm your friendly guide here. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber, or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. Before we go any further, I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katsi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people, and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. I am joined today by four players. And I am going to introduce them one by one in the manner which I usually do. So the first person I'd like to introduce today is Velvet. Hi, everyone. I'm Velvet Shifei. You can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. And for this uh, second season, Spectres of a Broken Sun, I am playing Augustus. They, them. They're not a good noodle. Not so much. And we are also joined today by Geekers. Hi everyone, it's me, Keekers, also known as Bia's Space Cat. I am she, her, and I am playing CD, who is they, them. And I am trying to figure out what a bad noodle is, because I think all noodles are good. Hmm. But in the case that a bad noodle existed, Augustus would be one. Yeah, yes, exactly. I'm just trying to think if one does exist. I'm sure we could find some case of bad noodles existing. Evil spaghetti. Evil spaghetti. There you go. Mm. Mom spaghetti. Speaking of spaghetti, we are also joined by Michael Blood. That's true. I am um, Michael Blood. Uh, they them. I'm purveyor of evil pasta, and also on this season, Vectors of a Broken Sun, I'm playing both Emran Pak once again, returning Muscle Boy, and Slip, who is not present but is in my heart as always. And finally, we are joined by Trudy. Hi, I'm Trudy. Um, my pronouns are they, them, uh, and I'm playing Zora. Excellent. And Zora is she, her, right? Yes, she, her. Thank you. Hey, no problem. So we don't have everyone on cams tonight, so please make sure if you are not on cam that you have, you can always say eyes up or break if you want to pause for something, because as I mentioned before, this episode is going to get into some stuff that uh, might be a little bit heavy. And if it's not working for you, We'll just say cut or break, 
and that means we'll stop. If you have your safety tools with you, if you're on cam, make sure that you have those ready to go. I am not intending for this to be traumatizing or upsetting, but uh, this area of story you have reached is not a nice place. That said, all of you are in the underground passageway in sub-basement five beneath the Olympian Interior Design headquarters. You recently learned that Olympian Interior Design doesn't just deal with interior design works, but are in fact in charge of powering the station. Furthermore, you learn that the way they power the station is by somehow exploiting the gaseous bodies of three missing Andromedans. Andromedans, as you may recall, are a sapient collection of gaseous molecules, and uh, they were the first alien species that humans met in our setting. They came with a warning when the habitat first went. Uh, so the Andromedans, uh, each gaseous molecule of Andromedan is individually intelligent, and the more of them you get in close proximity to each other, the more they're able to interact with other sapient species in ways that those sapient species can understand. So basically, if you condense the gas into, say, an orb, which is how Andromedans get around, then it can converse with and interact with other alien life forms. As it turns out, they're made of gas, and gas tends to be flammable, and that is something that Olympian Interior Design figured out how to exploit. You are also with chains and clay two members of the surface liberation front did you want them to come with you down the hallway here or do you want them to watch your back and make sure that you can get back out i feel it'd be smart mm -hmm. to have them uh, stick around and uh make sure that we have a way out i like that idea i like staying alive i worry about their yeah. longevity as soon as they're off screen but hey yeah what would cd say uh, Chains offers, if it is in your best interests, we may remain here and ensure that this door remains open so that you may make a swift egress when the time comes. Not to say that you two fine people are expendable, but the good news is that we are still robots, so we have backups. Zora coughs. <laughs> Chains looks over at the two members of the party who are not robots. <laughs> I, am, I, am fully, I am fully embodied. I have a body. What I mean is, is that we need to make sure the most that you two don't die. Ah, I understand. You're referring to myself and my compatriot, Clay. I appreciate your concern, and yes, should it become necessary, I will lay down this mechanical form in order to ensure the continued safety of this party. I, I think that should it come to that, that that's the... Just so we're all in agreement, the most important thing is that Zora and Emran stay alive. The rest of us can, you know, resurrect, as it were. Indeed. Very well. We shall remain here. And Clay goes, and they take up stations by the door, one on each side of it. Fare thee well, noble heroes. See you in a bit. Chains gives you an elaborate bow. Well, okay. All right. So this hallway is featureless and dark. Um, I believe that CD has flashlights strapped to their head. Yes. When we left off. Yeah, I just want to mention that CD has done an elaborate curtsy back to Chains. Uh, Chains knots. Uh, so making your way down the hallway is obviously not difficult. It's just a hallway. Uh, as far as you can see, as you move along here, it is not booby trapped. Uh, but you go down and there aren't really doors. It's just a solid hallway. And you walk for quite some time before you eventually get to a set of three doors at the end. And... CD. Wait, no, CD wasn't there. Augustus, this particular configuration might look familiar to you um, of the three doorways 
at the dead end of a hallway as Augustus ran into this with um, Slip before when Augustus and Slip were uh, in the sim at the fancy dress party for the law enforcement ball. In right. fact, this looks pretty much identical to that hallway. Ooh. So you are faced with three doors. There is a larger door at the very end of the hallway. It's got a bunch of signage on it. And then there are two slightly smaller doors adjacent to it on either facing wall. Uh, the wall to the, sorry, the door to the right has no signs on it. And the door to the left has a high voltage sign. The uh, door in directly in front of you has just a whole bunch of different labels on it and appears to have also had handwritten addenda written onto it. I have a feeling we're looking for the high voltage room. Well, those could just be like the batteries or, or whatever. I mean, is there, Emrin, does your vision count as x-ray vision? Like, can you see into the other rooms? Sort of. Not really like a comic book hero, getting used to those. But I can, I could probably look around. Is there uh, an electric cable for me to touch? Or a keypad? There is a, uh, no, not here. The doors here appear to be secured with analog means, which is unusual given everything else in this building. But you can always, you know, in, in touching the doors, you can see that, like, there isn't really a way for you to see through the doors, but there is still some wiring in the walls. So if you can get at that, you can maybe get a view of what's going on inside some of these rooms. If you can help me find, uh, I don't know, like a breaker box or even a clock set into the wall, I can probably look around the whole facility, given enough time. I'm like, wait, before I say anything, yes, CD will study to look for some sort of thing that Emran can access. That would be a study, correct? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Zora's going to stay uh, stay close to CD simply because um, light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's happy to help, too. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, gonna... So you are uh, still in a risky position. You haven't been discovered yet. Uh, your effect, looking around, you've got a flashlight and you're in a dark hallway. I would say you're looking for a very specific thing here. Uh, standard. We'll just do risky standard on this then for your study. Yeah, I was figuring. That's a four. I was just figuring. I'm like, that is going to be risky standard. Okay. So uh, on a four, you can, you're looking around at the walls. You cannot find any like simple, like there's no easy answer here, unfortunately. So one of the uh, consequences on a uh, role like this is that you have to withdraw and try a different method. Um, I'm also going to start a little clock here. Um, as time is passing, as we do each of these things. But uh, you are able to figure out that there is... Hmm, what's the word I wanted to say? You can see that there is lighting in this hallway. It's like that red emergency lighting. So there must be wiring. And you are able to deduce that that wiring must be sunken into the uh, solid walls of this hallway. So you'll have to make a hole. Oh. Someone will have to make a hole. All right, someone's going to have to make a hole to get to the wiring, which, unfortunate, but doable. I, I'm going to need one of you two with the cutty-cutties to make a hole. The slicing and dicing, the sword work. Uh, Matt, I also have repair tools. Is it conceivable that I have a drill? Uh, yes, it's conceivable that you have a drill. Is that something that you would have brought? Uh... 
I mean, I got a heavy load. Okay. I mean, you can say you have your repair tools, and that can include some type of, of drill uh, if you want to work on this wall in a more delicate manner. I think I'll go for delicate for now. Okay. CD notices that Emrin has a drill and is going to use it. It's like, oh, <laughs> it would have been so anime. <laughs> I don't know what that word means that you said, but it sounds nice. We are truly in isekai. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I don't know what that word means, but okay. Think a different type of comic book, but made to move. Uh, and we just have to show. Oh, we just have to show you. Those fancy moving picture boxes. Well, Emron's working on the wall. Can I get close enough to the main door and read some of those signs and addenda? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. Is it a rig? Sorry to interrupt. A rig probably makes sense here. Yeah, probably a rig. And I'm going to say it's, again, risky and standard here in this situation. Because you might hit the wrong wire. There's always a big risk there. Just so we know, later, CD is totally going to show them the blackjack anime <laughs> which for all of you uninformed it is uh a surgeon it's a five yeah he's got a patch of skin on his face or something i, so I remember yes okay. hold on a second uh so you got a five on there i'm going to tick this clock here as a consequence by one Okay, so you're able to drill a hole in and you're guiding your drill as you get deeper into the uh, wall. I assume your drill is made of materials that you can sense and see through. That would I make would sense so. to me. Yeah, as you get deeper into it, you're able to better see where these things are. Uh, you do graze a wire you weren't intending to that's not made of the materials that you can deal with the SGM on your way into the wall here. But... Uh, that's why we've ticked that clock. That might cause a short somewhere or fizziness on some security system. We'll see where that comes from. But once your drill tip makes contact with an SGM wire, that gives you a view here. You can now start to look through the walls. And while you're stretching yourself through the wiring to look into these rooms, uh, Augustus, you are reading the notices on the door. And they're, they have been like, yeah, that's blackjack. They have been uh, like written over and over. Some have been pasted over and then written anew on them and then painted over and then written anew. But it's a series of precautions and warnings. And there's like a biohazard symbol and things like that is basically just saying never open this door. The things that it says on the door is that it will cause a an alarm and that you will probably die, uh, like your chassis will probably be destroyed by the contents of this room, and it may cause uh, permanent damage to your backup because whatever's in here has electricity, biohazard, fire hazard. It has every conceivable warning sign. They really do not want anyone to open this door. Ah. A spooky door. Indeed. Since I'm familiar with this, uh, like, tri-door uh, scene, do I remember which door... We went uh, through last time. Uh, as I recall, you went through the door to the right, and that was where you found... It was empty. <laughs> or... Uh, it was it was empty, but in the sim, you thought that it was... Terry. You thought it was Terry, yeah. And the door to the left is the high-voltage door. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of... Uh, you found the Terry body in the uh, consciousness cage, which is where you had previously found Araxi's uh, slip. Right. The slip's not here. Okay, sorry. Uh, all right, so, Emran, you are able to see, by stretching your senses, uh, a limited amount of the door to the left here, the high-voltage one. And what you see in there is familiar-ish to you. It's lots of machinery, mechanical stuff. Uh, it looks like storage tanks, 
computers, uh, systems for moving power around. It's a control room, basically. And, you know, there's transformers in there uh, for taking the power that's generated somewhere around here and sending it around the station. I found what looks like some sort of control room. If we can get there quietly, I think we'll be closer to the Andromedans. Might have a better chance of getting them out without harming them. Sounds good to me. If you're uh, still pushing your senses, you can see the door on the right, the one with no labels on it. As you look into it, you can't make out too much, but there's a bunch of shapes in there, none of which appear to be powered, uh, but some of which may have the potential to be powered. It might be some kind of supply closet. I also found, uh, looks like an empty room. Looks like there might be uh, dead power cells in there. That's always fun. Are these doors open since the hallway is pretty deserted or would we have to hack or something our way through them? As I said, they appear to be uh, locked in an analog way. So like deadbolt kind of stuff, locks and latches, physical locks. And when you don't, um, beyond that wire that you touched, uh, you don't exactly know what that's part of, but uh, there doesn't appear to be an electronic security system on the doors to the left and the right. I'm not picking up much else. It looks like this place is pretty, well, it's just not electric. Old, I guess. Or, you know, made dumb so that us smart machines can't integrate into it. That's uh, that's probably part of the idea. Well, deadbolts are never a problem for me. I put my drill away. Okay. Emren, Zora, I think it might be up to you to uh, open the door, as it were. Finesse was never my strong suit. <laughs> After you. <laughs> which door right. do you want to go through, Zora? Um, do you guys have a preference? Which door led to that control room that I saw? Left. Or were they? The left? Okay. All right. Then it's going to be left door. Okay. Off we go. What's your approach to opening this door? Um, insert sword. <laughs> <laughs> Pull down. Hope for the best. Okay. The classic one to maneuver. <laughs> All right. So your uh, massive blade goes between the door and the jam and just cuts down, cutting through the locks. And the door swings, which would be more secure, outwards or inwards? Mm, the door swings inwards. Okay. Yeah. Uh, inside is a room that is currently not lit um, because probably nobody's turned the lights on because there's nobody working here right now. But you can see the soft glow of multiple uh, computer monitors which in itself is unusual. These are not holographic display surfaces. These are actual screens, uh, which is you would generally only see in the most secure systems or the oldest systems aboard the battle station here. There's also in the far end, uh, your flashlight CD would illuminate this room decently enough. It's not a big room. In the far end, there's a series of tanks and then uh, spread around Above those are transformers and uh, cables and such leading into the walls. Ooh, a tank. Didn't we promise to give one to Terry? Not that kind of tank. <laughs> oh. Storage oh, tank. Okay. <laughs> it's a big room. <laughs> it has to be toy tanks. <laughs> there is a toy tank on top of the tank. <laughs> CD lifts up the toy tank and is like, let's give this to Terry. No, but seriously, CD is. I guess we could just retcon that as CD doing wordplay. Mm -hmm. Works for me. I think I'll tr start trying to hack my way into them then. One of these computers. Okay. Uh, has Augustus used this type of 
like keyboard and screen interface before? I'm sure they have. They've been around for a while. Yeah, they're they've been around. Okay, so yeah, you sit down. You can see the uh, there is a Olympian interior design operating system, like a, a proprietary one running on here. But it's not the fancy, polished, nice UI one that you would see upstairs on the hollow screens. It's just very basic. It's like it's not quite you know, black screen with green text level, but it's around there. This is extremely... But can I play Zork? You probably can. This is extremely basic, as secure as digital can get. It doesn't appear to be connected to the rest of the systems in the building. This is a closed system. You can tell that right away. So if you want to start hacking into this, you can you can do that. Do we have any gambits left? Uh, two. Y'all cool if I use a gambit? Gambit? It up. Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. Now, because this is a highly secure system put together by a group that is three tiers higher than you, uh, two tiers higher than you now. Okay. So I will say that your initial level here would be desperate with limited effect because it's a proprietary system and it's not connected to any internet or network within this building. So this is basically, you have to do this brute force hacking style. The entire time I will be grumbling under my breath that whoever kept it analog should be sacked. <laughs> CD will start humming the Mission Impossible theme, and Emran will give uh, will burn a stress to help Augustus by having CD stop humming. <laughs> <laughs> Emran like picks CD up and moves CD out. I think. Uh, mm, what do you all think? Should, should I burn it for the extra die or the greater or increasing effect? Effect. Wait a second. CD doesn't have to hum. They can actually play the Mission Impossible theme on their violin. I will scrap you. I'm sure that will help. <laughs> All right, here we go. Moment of truth, y'all. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. All right. God. This tracks. <laughs> Matt, wow. wait. Matt, what if what That's if that doesn't one. happen? Whatever it is, I, re I, res I resist. I resist what happens. <laughs> we got a one, everyone. Or... That one has fully yes, broken, really. Matt. Fully broken. The specters of a broken son. You are going to take level four harm and die. Uh, okay. <laughs> the room fills with acid. I resist, Matt. I don't care what you're about to say. I'm rolling a resistance roll. All right. Is give me a sec. You are crying. Can we just say, Very funny. Can we just say that it was all CD's fault? The violin is just way too distracting. It's absolutely because Emran and CD are fighting over the violin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where's my reference? I definitely here? try to password as the password. <laughs> Sunbreakers. Okay. The other issue is that I made spicy chicken for dinner, and now that I have touched my face. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh. That's what Good you stuff. get. That's oh, what no. I get. <laughs> Matt, your face. I know, yeah, it's, it's my eyes are turning red as we speak and not in the fun way, which I'm not sure what the fun way of your eyes turning red would be. What you learned that you are Cyclops. Oh, <laughs> that's not fun, though. Cyclops that's sucks. A, that's a fair point. He does hug. You learn that you're... <laughs> we're witnessing you unlocking your mutant powers. There we go. Okay. We're, we're concerned about your mutant powers, Matt. This is mm -hmm. an interview. We all are. All right. Where's the consequences when I want to look at? Here we go. Okay. We've never failed this bad. No, well, that's not. No, we have. No, not since Asteroid Blues. We have. 
Didn't we get like two or three ones? Asteroid Blues was pretty bad. That was a that was a legendary roll from uh, from Nova on Asteroid Blues. There, I still have the yeah. screenshot <laughs> I took of that. Oh, one. Thank you, because I didn't. I don't have it. Once again, oh. Velvet's fall. Just throwing that out there. No, I, I take responsibility. <laughs> We're so boned. Oh no! We know, uh, but we all know that the real the real one at fault here is the evil doll. Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> I wasn't even having a bad time. Sorry, it took me a minute to find this. All right, desperate uh, consequences for desperate. It's the worst outcome. You suffer severe harm. A complication occurs. You lose this opportunity. Yikes! The computer explodes. Okay. Is it all of the above or just one? <laughs> Everyone takes one harm from a huge shockwave going through the room. So uh, two things happen. First, as you are typing in to tap tap on the keyboard, the screen cuts out, just black, gone. The text is gone, just as that thing. Text is gone, screen is gone. Uh, the second thing, those emergency lights up in the corners turn on. There are red emergency lights, um, and I'm, that's me ticking this clock. So you've triggered the alarm and the system has uh, locked you out. Those are the consequences here. Okay, so uh, we're probably going to have to break down that other door. I will vote for myself to be the one that dies of electrocution. Just when you reboot me, remind me that I need to show you all blackjack. Okay. It turns out the password is, in fact, not password. So aside from the the monitor that Augustus was sitting at, the room is otherwise just a bunch of industrial ducts and tanks? Some type of storage tank, uh, transformers, potentially batteries, cables. You know, there is a, a chair in front of the main workstation with a couple of monitors there. The, the monitors are now off. Are the tanks transparent? The tanks are not transparent. Everything's like hardened stuff here. Got you. Well, almost certainly uh, security is coming. Let's go bust down the other door. There are two other doors. Yay! So this is a reminder. We might want to bust down the right one in case there's anything that might be useful to us in the supply closet question mark. Yeah, I'll give I'll give that a shot. Okay. Again, the doors like it's it's not they're not designed for you. The door breaks open. Um, inside this room, there are six things. Three of the things that you see in this room are like large spheres. Uh, that are lying inert on the ground at the moment against one wall. The other three things you have essentially look like vacuums. Um, let's see. Which memories did Emrin get of the past from memory? Oh, gosh. Was I the pilot that died? No, no that, that was Zonin. No. That was Zonin. Yeah, you got the one of the person who was proud about the achievements that their country had right. made. That's right. Okay. And was it Maeve who met the Andromedan? Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't help Emrin. Oh, wait. Hub showed you Andromedans. You've seen yeah. Andromedans before. I sure have. Okay. These spheres look like the containment suits that Andromedans wear, uh, but they have been damaged. They're old, covered in dust. There's some corrosion on them, but you can see there's like a band, uh, two bands that go around each one, like an elastic band that's been uh, crossed around uh, around these spheres in an X. And then it's just this spherical containment thing that's uh, about the size, let's say half the size of you for each sphere. Oh, I thought, we were, thought I was going to pocket these guys. Oh, no. <laughs> They're not Pokemons. I'm going to keep my Andromedan friends in my backpack. All right. That's problematic. 
are they just like sitting naked in the room or are they connected to a system where we could funnel them back into these things? These are just lying here in this room. This room also has a couple of basic, you know, brooms, dustpans, cleaning supplies. Excellent. This is just a supply closet that happens to have these old Andromedan containment suits in it that have been damaged. Oh my gosh, they're naked. And when you say vacuum cleaner, do you mean like a Hoover or like a suck Andromedan up vacuum? Like a proton pack. Yeah. Andromedans are a gas, so it, it does basically look like a large, like a dust buster kind of thing. Oh, heck yeah. Emron immediately puts one on. Okay. Let me do a fortune roll. Oh no, it explodes. I'll use your <laughs> and use your tier. Would either CD or Augustus be familiar enough with the Andromedans to identify like the suits? Yeah, I mean you've definitely seen Andromedan suits before. The question is actually whether that memory is still allowed to exist in the public memory. Like you oh. would because uh the uh, sodality of preservation and the uh, the solar free state, uh, as you know, they regularly scrub information from people's memory banks when they go in to get reformatted or backed up properly. So I guess I'll do a second fortune roll there to see. I own a casino. Does that give me like a bonus to fortune rolls? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. Okay, so first things first, Emrin, the one that you put on, it does work. Uh, you're able to power it up. It's a pretty intuitive system. It has a button for input and a button for output all right and this one appears to work the issue is you can see with your mechanics eyes that the containment suits will probably need to be patched if you're going to put anything in there the other role there is uh, augustus and cd these just look like big spheres to you in the public memory and public history records andromedans are just described as gaseous beings yeah, I was just about to ask. So CD did not say that they were naked. That was just me saying they were naked. <sighs> Retcon. I mean, it's entirely possible that CD worked that out. I mean, CD is okay. not, not a fool. They're still naked. In fact, seeing these might start to unearth memories that have been suppressed. You might look at these and Ooh. think like, oh, that reminds me of something that I thought I once knew. They're like satchel folk balls. Mm. They're a little too big. They look like the um, the vacuums from the one movie. Luigi's Mansion? Probably. I know. That's, yeah. I love the idea that in the future, the Mario franchise that finally follows up the 1990s Super Mario Brothers movie is Luigi's Mansion. And I assume it's going to be a live action <laughs> one. Still oh, yeah. starring oh, John Leguizamo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Why would, oh, why would it be anything else? I love the 90s Mario Brothers movie. Toad is Fun. played by a Danny DeVito clone. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Danny Toad Vito. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good movie, but I do enjoy it. Oh, it's not. No, under no circumstances could you. If we preserve anyone, it needs to be Danny DeVito. anyone that it is a good movie. It's wonderfully terrible. You know, there is a long-running webcomic sequel series to that Lord. movie. Oh, what? Don't tell me yeah. that. I have to leave now. I want that to <laughs> exist. Please let that still exist. Please send I, it to I'm me. sure it does. I looked at it a couple of years ago, and it was still up and still going. That's so. amazing. Okay. I have to so fix you've, this. Uh, You've got your vacuum, but yeah, you'll you'll need to do some some work on these, which leaves the rest of you with the final door or whatever you want to do. 
if we had time, and I don't think we do, I could probably fix these suits and we could get the Andromedans out on their own. I'm not sure what sort of timetable we're looking at here. Probably whatever the worst case timetable would be, cut in half. <laughs> then we're going to have to hope that I can fit all three of them into this backpack. Huh. And give them a room on the ship to disperse in. I have no idea what we're going to do. You do I... have a repair tools. I can sit in this room and fix them. Use uh, Just stripping metal, I guess. You could maybe do a patch. I don't know if you all want to keep going, investigate further, and leave me here. I can fend for myself. I mean, you're just going to be in the other room, uh, but still. I mean, if um, how dangerous would it be if Zora broke down the other door and then I was the one that went inside and died-ish? Uh, if it comes to electricity, I can stand up to it. I've, my body's a bit different, but we need to get these fixed, too. So if you're willing to take the shot, I won't shed a tear. And Emrin smiles. I know, I know. But, okay, would CD be able to patch these technically as a doctor, or that would be really ridiculous? You do, don't you? have your skill. You have a move for that. Yeah, I do have a move for that. At other point, I could be the tailor, and you could be the electric conductor. If you think you can fix all three, I'll give you my tools. CD mimes rolling up their sleeves. Robot massage. <laughs> oh no, we saw what, how bad a robot massage could be a couple, <laughs> couple weeks ago. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that, and then I was thinking about uh, our other masseuse friend. I have no idea who you're talking about. I don't either. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, so you'll need your repair tools, I guess, CD, if you want to declare those yeah. in your load. Uh, hmm. I have rig, but I could say I have a doctor from CD patching together. Uh, CD has patch had to patch uh, armor or other such things on top of people's stuff when they were wounded during the war. Yeah, that's fight. absolutely true. Okay, so with the Derek Zoolander Institute, <laughs> uh, with the alarm blaring, and you can you know we, we know that there's not a lot of time. Your situation remains desperate. Um, so don't forget when you're rolling desperate, you put, uh, experience on every action you do. So Augustus, you put experience into your, uh, yes, I did track there when you rolled good. Okay. So CD desperate and, uh, you have experience with this. I'll say standard effect. <gasps> A six. Yes. Okay. Nice. Oh my word. All right. Does that give us our gambit back? Uh, no, that's for risky rolls. Oh God. If you had a scoundrel here. Yes, but you don't. But we're all scoundrels. Well, <laughs> uh, the playbook I, scoundrel. I posit. I put. Let me purport that Augustus is the filthiest scoundrel that could possibly exist. <laughs> Just not exceedingly I'll, I'll lucky. The fifth one. on that one. There's no Bill of Rights on the station. All right. The Bill of Rights is another thing that has been purged from our memories. Some robots are more equal than others. Mm, mm-hmm. So I've put two ticks into the patch Andromedan containment clock, which is a four clock. So you are busy working away. What's CD look like as they are working on this? CD is sitting cross-legged on the ground. And I was about to say has a piece of duct tape in their mouth. They don't have a mouth. Um, has different pieces of duct tape stuck all over them for their next patch. 
All right. So it's going to be a rough job, but it should should hold long enough. Okay. Out in the hallway, what are we doing with this big door with all the warnings on it? Emran, does it have like a doorknob or is it fully closed? What kind of door are we dealing with? So big door, it's got the bar thing that you push to open. Yeah. I push it. Okay. You can feel more resistance than you normally would. Uh, there's probably a bar of some sort on the other side that's blocking this. So there is that, but you can still push through this. It might take two people though. Zora, would you like to help me disbar this door? Sure. And, and working together as a family, we punish this door for being in our way. Uh, with both of you pushing the door, like it, it's not pretty, it's loud. Uh, but you are eventually able to, after a couple of seconds, just shove this door and shove the bar behind it. Loud creaking sounds, sounds of metallic complaint. And finally, the door bursts open into a room that is swelteringly hot. You are immediately buffeted with just broiling heat on your faces and skin. You will immediately, uh, you know, you probably will have not a suntan, something along those lines. A burn, perhaps? Not up to the level of, like, actually getting burned, but it's going to... Like, it's a little... A gentle parboiling, I should say. Oh, sun-kissed. <laughs> oh. It's not... I mean, it it sucks. It doesn't feel good. Not it's like when you open an oven, and the oven is incredibly hot, uh, just, like, times five. Just like oh. home. Ouch. You have... You have a starship in your kitchen? No, I was saying <laughs> that getting burnt is like being on the station home well that's true you know broken sun that's the one you can feel the heat and the heat is growing more intense now that it has a way out uh so like the hallway is getting really really hot as well and beyond that you can feel the like hairs on the back of your neck and arms and so on starting to stand up from a powerful electrical charge that is clearly in here yeah i think we got the right place you do so this room you can see it, and again, the heat is mounting, so it's uh, things aren't aren't good here. And uh, having forced your way through the door, basically the uh, alarm is fully tripped. You can now hear the sounds of struggle further up the hallway, the sounds of the metal links of a chain and thuds, and uh, the sound of projectile weapons firing, electricity crackling behind you back up the hallway. It sounds like chains and clay are trying to keep your exit open, but security is there. In the room in front of you, it is intermittently lit by bursts of flame, and each burst of flame is behaving strangely. It is burning something that you can't quite see. Emran, you can't quite see this. You can tell that there is heat being pumped into this room through fire and combustion, and there's all kinds of weird systems going on in this room that you really don't have time to try and understand right now. Uh, Zora and Augustus, you can see the air in this room doesn't look right. It looks like there's a haze, a uh, multicolored haze hanging in the room that every time the fire is burst in, some of that haze is eaten away um, and then something gets sucked into the ceiling and slowly that haze starts to spread out again, but it gets more pale each time it does. I think the haze in the room are the Andromedans. I think so, too. Oh, my God. What's causing the ignitions? I can't really tell. There are basically, like, uh, vents you can see around the edges of the room, the ceiling, and the floor. The ones in the ceiling appear to be sucking in whatever's happening from this uh, chemical reaction. The vents in the floor and the walls are the ones that are 
pumping the fire in or whatever is causing the fire to happen. So what are we going to destroy? Because <laughs> something's getting destroyed in a second. I mean, you can start hitting things if you want. <laughs> is there like a... Yeah. Uh, you might get set on fire. Is there like a, like a, I don't know, a valve to stop the gas? Or to stop like whatever is causing the chemical ignition from venting into the room? That's probably in the control panel that was disabled and locked out, that you were locked out of. Deeply unfortunate. Let's get burned. Those. Okay. Um, start one. Could I use uh, a tune to try and maybe mess with the fire dispersion a little bit? You can give it a shot. Where are you going to set yourself up? I'm probably like at the opening right behind Zora. Okay. What are you going to connect to that will get you into the system? Could I do it from the control room? Yeah, you can try. Uh, there's also the hole in the wall that Emran made that's connected to some kind of wiring. Those are both options you could try. I think I'll try from the control room since that's probably the, the, the most direct connection. Okay. Uh, with your attune, this is desperate with limited effects. Okay. There was another one there, but you also got oh, a five. There's a five. <laughs> there's also a five. Let's ignore that one. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> okay. So, Augustus, uh, you are able to connect your brain, essentially your your uh, your positronic network, into this security system. And the, like, the ice, the uh, defenses that the system have are really, like, battering at you. It is all you can do to hold on, but you do have an in to the system. You can see how it's working. So we'll come back to that in just a moment. Um, over in the other room, CD, do you want to try and finish up this patch? How many have I got done? Uh, you've got, we'll say you've got one of them done because you're at two out of four on the on that clock. Okay. So there were how many of these uh, containers? Three in total. Okay. And I guess I will roll another doctor. Oh, wait, no, I can't roll doctor again. Can I? Well, you're a doctor, not a... It, you, you would have to use the move again. Welder. Yeah. yeah. And your stress is pretty high. Oh, yeah, it is. I could always just do rig. A very stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, CD could roll a rig. Yep. That is what CD will do because they don't need more stress. <laughs> stressful situation it is. All right. Uh, you're still in a desperate position. Uh, with rig, it will be standard. How many rigs could a rig rig if a rig could rig rigs? It's a okay. three. That's a three. Okay. Uh, so desperate consequence. Okay, uh, so you are working on repairing the second containment suit. And let's see here. What tools are you using? Just duct tape and patching materials you were saying before? Yes. Okay, okay. So I have an idea here. Let me just pull this up. Wait, no. Is it flex tape since this is the future? Sure, why not? It's flex seal. Exactly. Okay. Mm. It's a spray-on peptabismal quick foam. <laughs> oh, gosh. To help deal with gas. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you uh, lose this opportunity. So you have one of the containment suits patched up enough for it to work. The second one that you're working on, you're just finding that it has too many holes. And as you're looking at it, you can see that they are like it's been really banged up. It's got bullet holes in it. It's got plasma burns on it. This thing, all three of these things were in a fight at some point and they lost. Uh, the second one, you find that you're, you're trying and you're trying, but you cannot salvage it. Um, that leaves just the third one. But the question is whether or not you'll have time to actually do anything with that. Because uh, now 
the bullets are thudding into the wall right outside your door. The security team has arrived. Uh, Chains is still doing a fighting retreat against them, trying to hold them off. There is no sign of Clay. Um, the security team is currently eight people. It looks like it, there used to be more, um, but uh, some of them are not here anymore. They are covered in armor. They're heavily armed. Uh, they are kind of like, hmm, what, what should I compare these to? They're not too dissimilar from the security bots that you, uh, not you, but you players, battled in hub. So they're like police robots. So they're similar to, you know, that uh, the one from Robocop. What's the one I'm thinking of? Oh, the big one that dies on the stairs. Yeah. Or what it's called. EV something. ED-209. Kind of like that. So they got reverse jointed legs, uh, weapons in place of arms, and they are about the size. Each one is slightly bigger than Emran and Zora. There are eight of these crowding the hallway. The good news is they can only fit um, two abreast in the hallway. So that seems to be what Chains is taking advantage of as he's using his chains and just like trying to foul their feet pulling like every time he whips out the chains they seem to be acting with a mind of their own wrapping around the barrel of their weapons yanking it to the side just in time to avoid getting uh, his head blown off and so on uh, he's doing a valiant effort his chain toga has been unraveled obviously um, his voluminous hammer pants and the other clothes that he was wearing underneath that are like scorched and torn uh, he is still doing his best to fight. It looks like he's in rough shape. Are you telling me that Chains fights like Bay- Bayonetta? I have not played Bayonetta, but I will believe you if you say that's what it is. My touchstone was kind of like Spawn. Oh, in Bayonetta, she Sweet. uses her hair as clothing. And so it's slowly, and also to fight with. So. Right. Bayonetta's Bay. I've, I haven't played Bayonetta either. So wait, just to recap, are these all like kind of the armored ED ones? Or are there also like uh, some humanoids? There are eight of these armored ones that you can see. That's the security that's arrived. Goodness. They don't like it here. Okay. So So I'm going to start a clock for them. CD is going to take the fixed, finished one and the one that they don't know if it's a lost cause or not and try to dash into the room with the others. Into the fire room? Yeah, well, into the heat room. Yeah. It's safe in here. This is fine. Okay. Um, uh, Augustus, let's make your play. You okay. have a hold on the system. What are you going to do while you're in here? Um, I think I'll go for another attune to shut down the fire. Okay. So you're going to try and basically overlay your will onto this system. Yes. Okay. Desperate. Uh, again, limited effect in this system. I'm apparently doing a lot better on Desperate Limited than I was Desperate Standard. <laughs> Not Why? anymore. Oh. Why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we already knew this game was haunted, so yeah. we're prepared for this. It, it's okay, uh-huh. y'all. If I survive to mess up more on the resolve, I can get my attune up to three, and we'll be Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the system is basically too hardened for you to make this play work. So you are attempting to tell it, you know, shut off the valve, shut off the valve, stop the gas, stop the fire. Um, and it's just it's like you're shouting at a a brick wall and the system forces you out of it and uh, you take a level three harm brain fried unless you wish to uh, resist that. Uh, I would like to resist. All right. Uh, So that will be an insight resist. And then I just hit resist, right? Or is there a special resist button? Uh, You just click on the word insight, I believe. Cool, cool, cool. On your character sheet. Okay, you take one stress. 
uh, that level three harm is reduced to the level one harm um, addled. So uh, that's going to reduce effect anytime you need to use uh, your your brain. Oh, no. <laughs> Until that one's healed. Okay, so the system basically chews you up and spits you out. You were able to see how it works, but basically you weren't able to stop it from doing what it does. Uh, inside the room, Zora, Emrin, you can hear the and probably see if you look over your shoulder, the uh, large security force that is here behind you. Uh, the room ahead of you is extremely dangerous to enter, but this is the situation we've ended up in with all these rolls. Zora, I'm going to jump into the fire. I'm going to keep them from going through. Not not you, um, but obviously she's going to help against the security force. Okay. See you on the other side. She nods. Tough people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Zora, you turn and you see Chains fighting for his life. Augustus is in the side room looking not great. And uh, CD is struggling with a large sphere. CD is rolling on the ground tactically with the spheres. Mm. Does the rolling help? Rolls. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, right. if I can, I, I will assist in rolling the balls in, but I will not be stepping into the fire room for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, sure. So behind uh, Zora, I guess, uh, Augustus and CD are working on rolling these large orbs into the room where Emrin has just leaped into a room full of intermittent fire vents. Um, good. I'm glad we're all making safe decisions today. This is what, this is what our choices have brought us to. <laughs> are there any yeah. decisions left? <laughs> Well, yes, well, well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> Listen, man, I want okay. to turn off the fire. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Zora, you're good at fighting. That's good. <laughs> Are you good at fighting death robots? I don't know if I'm good at fighting, um, given the rules tonight. Like, <laughs> need well, you're, theoretically, you're, theoretically, you're going to get all the you're going to get yeah, all this. Yeah, it'll be statistically speaking. <laughs> yeah. This show has resisted statistics for two years. That's mm -hmm. also true. We're at the end of the bell curve. You've got unstoppable. You can push yourself to do one of the following. Perform a feat of physical force that verges on the superhuman or engage a small gang on equal footing in close combat. Uh, yeah, this is actually a, a medium-sized gang, <laughs> but just facing two of them at once because that's all that can fit into the hallway uh, at a time. That counts as a small gang. So if you want to engage these two on equal footing, you can by pushing yourself. You've also yep. got uh, Wrecking Crew. Your strength and ferocity are infamous. When striking in melee, you gain plus one die. Whenever you spend a gamut in combat, you also gain plus one effect on that action. Uh, and let's see. You've got other stuff as well. Ooh. Right. So paint, paint me a word picture here. Well, let's go ahead and take uh, two of them at once. Uh, big ass sword. We're going to swing it. Okay. Imagining Zora just basically charging into them. Yeah. Basically anime style. At a, excellent. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is still a desperate position. Okay. I think, let's see. So if you want to push yourself to have uh, with Unstoppable to fight them on equal terms, that would bring you up to standard effects. Uh, okay. Otherwise, you'll be at uh, desperate with limited effects in this fight. Yeah, let's go ahead and push ourselves. Okay, so you take off to stress and you can get desperate and standard effect on that now for your, I'm assuming, scrap roll. That's what I was thinking. All right, don't forget so you get... Uh, plus one die to that because you're fighting okay hold on trying to adjust my stress okay there you go yeah that's right and then uh we're on just we're risky correct desperate desperate okay and standard and then one bonus dice yep Yay. okay good. Yay. there is a six in there that's yeah. good all right 
Okay. Everything good possible. All right. So I'm going to uh, tick this clock twice. Boop, boop. Standard of, oops. No, it didn't. It didn't do it. I'll do it again. Boop, boop. Okay. So you crash into the front wave of these machines. And uh, I'm going to say with this roll, one of them is going to be disabled by your attack. So like your large sword basically just crushes through it. Like, I don't think your sword has, you're, you're not a finesse blade, right? Oh God, no. No, it's just basically crushes <laughs> through this machine. Like it's not the like samurai thing where you swing your blade and then like there's a moment and then it slides in half. No, it just like I don't know if you've ever seen Iron Blooded Orphans, that Gundam show. What? That's an amazing title. It's a show. Uh oh. I can't recommend it. But <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of big swings and uh has a lot of misses. But uh Kind of like us. Yeah, but in it, like the, uh, they don't have beam weapons like in a lot of other Gundam shows. So the weapons that the uh, mobile suits use are just like big hunks of metal. Like the uh, the main weapon of the main Gundam is just a very large sword that's not very sharp. And the mobile suits just hit each other really hard and break each other apart. So Oh, so like the Keyblade approach. Yeah, so it just, your sword just hits this thing so hard that it breaks apart. Like the armor crumples in, the limbs fly off. And the other one, like the other security units in seeing this, they pause and Chains looks over at you and uh, beneath the spider-like top half of his head, you see his mouth pull back into a smile and he says, I was wondering when you were going to arrive. That's why she's called the sword. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Emran. Yes, hello. Hi, uh, I need you to immediately resist the level two harm burned. Why don't I? Or you can just take that harm. It's up to you. I refuse. All right. So that'll be prowess, of course. Is this room then the Disco Inferno? Uh, you know, if you want disco music to be the score of this scene, then that's that's up to you. I Six, take no you stress. take no stress. Okay. Because I'm a, All right. I'm a BDS. Yeah, that harm is completely negated. Uh, you feel the flames around you but you are not able to be burned. Uh, The fire surrounds you and caresses you. You can feel it. You can tell that it's going to hurt later, but for now, uh, it it is not something that you deal with. The fire attempts to burn you, and in your mind, you feel, I would prefer not to. Um, Bartle be the station. The perfect song, Disco. Mm -hmm. Burn, baby, burn. Disco, you can. You can feel that uh, electrical field that you uh, sensed before, that inchoate tingle in your uh, in your hairs that were standing up on end, uh, intensifies along your right arm and then up towards your ear, and you hear the ghost of a voice, and the voice asks, "Help me." That's why I'm here. It says, "Use the device. Hurry." And I turn it on. Okay, so it it sounds like a vacuum because it it is. Uh, And you can see there's an indicator on the back of it that goes from red to green. It takes uh, about 10 seconds and it goes from red to green and the pack is full uh, and it doesn't seem like it will take in anymore. It shuts off at that point. You can feel I wrote taught you redirect the lightning. So that field that you felt has has faded, but you can still feel there are other electrical fields in this room. Okay. Emrin uh, ducks back out of the fire room and looks for the one fixed uh, pod or patched pod. Okay. CD Augustus, you've got that with you. CD offers it up. Here you go. And then CD almost says buddy, but stops themselves. (laughs) Emrin doesn't notice because Emrin is badly burned. 
is there a port to vent our new friend into? Yeah, it's like it looks like this is designed to be used this way. It's designed to be easy to use. So you can like plug it in and start it, but it appears the process of expelling the gas into the thing takes a little bit longer. You can see there's the last orb here that has not been patched or repaired yet, and the other one is not here. Should I get another vacuum cleaner thing? If you could grab the other packs, that would really help. Okay, you got it, boss. And then uh, CD starts tactically rolling back into the yellow room. Okay, Zora, how are things going over there? Um, well, hopefully with a smash, because she's going to just continue. As, as long as people are trying to come through, she's going to be going at them. Okay, so the, uh, the one that you smashed... It sort of, it, you know, obviously it was destroyed. And then the, the, the one behind it stepped up to take its place and they're continuing to fire at you. It is difficult to close with them again because they've got, you know, there's, there's so much firepower coming at you. So you're, you're sort of being forced back by the volume of uh, munitions that they are firing at you. You might need to find a way to deal with that or to get closer to them before you can deliver another blow like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Chains is attempting to use his chains to like form a spinning shield, but it's a, it's not the most effective thing. Hmm. Chains aren't working very well. I mean, my thought would be if we could somehow work together. Um, but I mean, as far as Zora is concerned, the only thing she has is the, the big ass sword for um, both attacking and, you know, potentially defense. Okay. Um, I'm drawing a blank here. Anyone have any suggestions? Ask to borrow uh, Emrin's shield. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I think working with chains might be a good idea if you can like do a teamwork thing maybe you can use your sword which is very large to block some of the fire and let him maybe try and confuse the uh enemies with his chains or maybe try and get them to fire on each other while you're defending him oh yeah could be something you could do yeah okay so do you think zora has this idea oh or uh i could see zora potentially coming up with it i'm sure that she had to use tactics before so yeah so this might be a command role because you're giving orders okay um so it'd be like a desperate and and uh, a standard one here to command to give orders and like tell him where to strike and stuff like that because chains is obviously good at fighting but good at fighting in the like street fighter way okay you got a crit on that all right zora mm -hmm. noise you're the chosen one trudy <laughs> put three ticks on there second crit of the game okay and again, don't forget to put experience into that area of your character sheet, which for command is resolve. Okay. So yeah, you're shouting orders. You're basically standing in front of him and his chains are lashing out every time you sense an opening. And uh, this is extremely effective. It's forcing the units back like two of them. The two that are in the front are trying to shoot at you but every time they're about to fire like one of those chains nudges the weapon and they end up like shooting each other instead of you and those two go down uh riddled with uh bullets from uh their own weapons and you know the the one behind them starts to come forward and you know you see the way that it's going to step and the chain lashes out and uh wraps around the leg and yanks and it falls down and it's shooting as it falls and you know the the bullets fire into the ceiling and a section of the ceiling comes down and crushes it and it's just it's uh this is a triumphant moment in the score of the uh of the film here the swell of music as the tide is turned here uh, with your deeply effective uh experience commanding soldiers so that's three down five to go 
No, there's four down. You're halfway there. Wow. And uh, that's also abstracted because you only have one more tick left on that clock. So if you're <laughs> able to fill that next time we come around, you're, you know, they're done. Th these are the four bad bots. Yeah. Emran, Augustus, and CD. Is somebody going to maybe patch this last containment unit or uh, are you both diving in there? CD was diving to get the other uh, vacuum cleaners. Okay. So CD, you've got you've got one of the packs. Uh, put it on. This one powers up. Emran, you are basically waiting for your vacuum to disgorge its contents into the good containment unit. CD, keep pressure on this button. I'm going back in. Give me that pack. Uh, you sure about that? Because you were very burnt, and I would probably not get burnt. Can't even feel it. I snatch it. <laughs> CD can't stop him from snatching it so then cd like hits their hand down really quickly onto the button so it keeps it up okay uh if you're going back in you've got to resist that harm again that's fine by me or take the harm level two burned harm okay you take one stress this time you can feel the the fire is starting to like eat through whatever it is that is that protects you from the flames at this point you can start to feel burns spreading across your body but uh you are in there you're able to act you're able to start i guess uh vacuuming out the second andromedan in here with this unit uh cd you're out here augustus you're out here that last containment unit, if you want to put something in there, you got to fix it. Okay. Well, I have one in rig. I have none in rig. There's, a, there's group actions, there's assistance, all that stuff. Yeah, how about... I can assist you if you want to try to rig it. Yeah. I have some stress to spare. Yeah, I only have three stress, so that would be great. Okay. I guess this, how are you assisting in this? I can use my, you know, hacking or hacking tools. Oh, no, no, because this is analog. I'll hold it steady for them. Yeah, they can hand CD stuff. All right, you're yeah, you're you're being an assistant. Yeah, so desperate standard or yeah, okay, with one bonus die, and it yeah. doesn't matter. Does not matter. Okay, so the patch that you are able to get on there, you can tell that it won't hold long, but it might hold long enough. So you have you'll have to risk it or not, uh, as the case may be. But while you are working on this, the uh, some of the fire from the, not the fire, some of the, uh, well, enemy fire is what I meant to say, from the encroaching security units is able to get past the uh, the two who are guarding your retreat here, and uh, you take the level three harm shot. Okay. I can't really resist that without little stress I have left. Oh, you need help. Oh, boy. You can always try to resist. Yeah, you're right. No, that is a level three harm. Okay. Yeah, if, how you take I a, if you take a level three harm, you will be unable to act without assistance. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Okay. So uh, which one do I resist that with? Uh, that's prowess. Okay. Oh, hey, I got you five? only take one stress. Okay. Uh, so you're going to take the level one harm dented. The uh, bullet ricochets off of the wall next to you and slams into your head unit. So it's uh, it's dented. You're feeling a little bit rattled, but uh, you don't get your head blown off. So that's positive, net positive here. Ah, CD says. Okay. So you have one containment unit. It goes ding. The one containment unit is full and you see it begins to glow as the first orb with the Andromedan in it begins to power up, basically. The other one that you have is, it's clearly not in good shape, but you can you can hope that something in there will work. Uh, Emran, your unit is full inside that room. All right, I pop back out and rinse repeat. Grab the other pack from Augustus. Okay, so yeah, that second one is beginning to fill. Augustus, 
your pack is gone to Emrin. Emrin, you are in the room. Fire is still uh, licking all around you. Uh, I'm going to make this into a an action instead of a resist roll for this last one here. I think it makes more sense to, rather than just having this be passive for you. Let's see here. Is there a way that Emrin could make this work faster or be more, more efficient, I wonder? I mean, maybe I can create some sort of like sympathetic electrical field because I'm able to see through STM and I have some sort of ability with electricity. Maybe I can help guide the uh, Andromedan into the pack with an attune. Another possibility would be that there's SGM in one of the vents and that you're able to shut it a little bit so there's a little less pull. Possibly that as well. Okay. I could also see attuning to the pack in order to make it operate faster or overclock it at the risk of it popping sure uh which of those do you want to do i think i'm going to try to i i kind of want to attune to the andromedan to help guide it okay so again you're obviously in a desperate position this room is filled with intermittent gouts of fire and there's a firefight going on in the hallway behind you so a desperate position here with your attune i think because the andromedan has an electrical field binding it together that'll be standard effects awesome anybody mind if i use the last game no go for it do it you can't see but my fingers are crossed Mm. Oh gosh darn it. Oh no. That was two twos and a three, everyone. At least no ones. Okay. Hard choice. Mm -hmm. So you are attuning to this final Andromedan, and it is uh it is staggering for you to do, not only because this is an alien intellect, but also because it's an alien intellect that has been in constant pain for a couple of centuries. Right. So that psychic feedback is is a debilitating thing and i think that psychic feedback you are able to get the andromedan starting to come into the unit uh you're able to guide it in but the the feedback is too overwhelming and that is a level three harm debilitated i think but no you can resist that with your resolve i'm gonna give that a shot okay i oh i have a bad time because i take a trauma So you roll the one on your resolve dice there. And that means you take five stress, which fills you up and puts you over into a a trauma here. That does also mean that you are removed from this scene. So Emrin, you're desperately trying to help this Andromedan get its way into the machine. You're able to get it into the machine, but in doing so, the psychic feedback is too much and you end up collapsing in the fire room with the pack still on you. Oh boy. Zora, you have been able to push yourself close enough to these remaining units using uh, chains to uh, confuse and tangle them up. You are now within striking range of them, should you wish to attempt to end this. All right, let's end it. Okay. So it's desperate. Yeah. Standard. Uh, if you push yourself, it's standard. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push myself one more time, and that's going to be the last time I can really do it this scene. Okay. And then uh, no bonus die, correct? Uh, you still get a bonus die because of Wrecking Crew. It's you always do when you're striking a melee. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, my God. What? what? <laughs> I, I don't even want to look. I'm not going to look. You need to die shame at this point. This is, <laughs> this is awful. We, we, somebody, has, somebody has put mal de ojo on this game. Yeah. Rule 20 doesn't like us being in space. It wasn't this mean to us when we were still on the habitat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So on four dice, you roll a one, a three, a one, and a three. Um. Which, if you okay. add up all together, is a crit. <laughs> uh, even if you add it together, that's not a crit. It's a crit, Matt. 
it would be a regular success. Nope. Okay. Uh, let's see. Right, me and John markets for segments. Penalties. Take only one stress. Okay. Uh, wrecking crew. Wrecking crew. Yep. Okay. Back up and just push. Okay. 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 You are able to push forward. You take out two more of them with a single swipe of your blade. It, you know, bashes through them. And then, you know, the one bashes into the other and they both like it looks like they're going to survive almost. But you keep pushing and pushing on the back of the sword and like they burst and fall apart. There's only two of them left at the back here. But these two get lucky as you are bringing your sword back into position and getting ready to slam it down on the remaining two. One of them jumps in front of the other and ducks down and they suddenly just fill the hallway completely with bullets and one of them has a flamethrower shit so from that as you are just about to lift your sword you take all of this basically head on with chains standing behind you you know waiting on your next command and people listening to this are going to think i'm a very mean game master (laughs) (laughs) because this is a level three harm that you're going to take perforated. It's not on mad folks. The, the system just does not like us. <laughs> you know, the consequences have to follow the fiction. And this is the situation we're in. Remember when we had trouble getting over a wall and then got magic powers? <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. You've come a long way. For that weekend in between, that weekend in between us getting magic powers and then me being blinded by uh, a tyrant, it was pretty good. It's a nice weekend. Uh, so if you wish, you can attempt to resist level three harm. Oh, yeah. With your... <laughs> yep, yeah. definitely. You also have Battleborn. I don't think you've used your special armor yet, this... I not. Okay. So Battleborn says you may expend your special armor to reduce harm from an attack in combat. So you can just do that. Oh, what? Yeah, I that's... That. <laughs> you could have that. I mean, it's take it as an advance. I gotta live first. Yeah, don't forget to mark your prowess again for that desperate roll you did. Everyone, please keep track of your experience. I cannot do it. My brain doesn't work that way. Okay, so you're going to expend your special armor then? Yep. Okay, um, how does Zora get out of this? <laughs> um, what badass thing does Zora do? See, I'm so bad at like improvising this kind of stuff. <laughs> the sword folds out into other smaller swords, which each cut the bullets <laughs> into increasingly smaller parts. Let's see. Have you played or seen the Final Fantasy VII remake? I haven't played the remake, but I did play the original. Okay. In the remake, Cloud has this, he has two modes that he can fight in with his sword. And in one of the modes, it's basically a defensive mode where he holds his blade sort of at an angle in front of him. And when you get attacked, you can automatically counterattack. And when he does, he does this like ridiculous looping thing with his sword and then slams it down in front of him, driving the enemy back. I feel like maybe something along those lines happens. That 100% works because my inspiration for Zora's sword was a big ass cloud sword. So it seems (laughs) appropriate. Okay. We have we have closed the loop now. <laughs> the, the sword that uh, will live on in infamy forever and ever. So yeah, you're doing these like figure eights in front of you, desperately moving backwards. The flames are licking towards you, and uh, you do still take a level one harm charred here because it reduces but does not remove or it does not negate the damage entirely. So the level one uh, effect there would be charred. So the fire is still burning you. You can feel that, and the blistering is deeply unpleasant, but that's a that's a future Zora problem at this point. 
Yeah. Charred, not broiled. Uh, the whirling of your blade is able to stop most of the bullets and Chains is desperately like waving uh, his chains around as well, trying to uh, knock them back as much as he can. And by the time you finish stepping back, you are able to stand there unkilled, but charred uh, with the, the flames burning at you, skin darkening. This is going to suck later. Yeah. But those two machines are still standing there. And there's this moment of silence as like the steam is rising from your body and your sword and the, uh, you know, bullets fall to the ground, blocked or broken. And the two uh, robots are just standing there having expected this to be the end of you. But you're still there. I'm still standing. Better than I ever did. <laughs> Still standing stronger than I ever was. 